purpose touching anything, God, it'll be done. You said if two or three are gathered together in your name, you're there in the mix of us. We invite your presence. We invite your spirit. We invite you, Jesus, to partake with us tonight, Lord. We need you, Lord. We need you, God. You are the great I am, the way, the truth, the life, and the door. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. He's worthy of the highest praise. Amen. What a friend we have in Jesus. Amen. All our sins and griefs to bear. All because we do not carry everything to God and prayer. Amen. Well, we want to get right into our lesson again tonight. Amen. The snow blocked us one week, but that's okay. We try to catch up. Amen. We're talking about a better priesthood. Amen. And Paul writing to the church, he says, by so much was Jesus made a surety for a better testament. And they truly were many priests because they were not suffered to continue by reasons of death. But this man, because he continued ever, hath an unchangeable priesthood. Wherefore, he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for us or them. Amen. So we talk about this better priesthood. Amen. Now, we have seen through our studies that the reason this priesthood is so much better is because we saw in the Old Testament law that the Levitical priesthood was only for the Jews. Amen. And so, therefore, you and I, we was kind of excluded. We were we left out. They, as a matter of fact, Paul, right into the church at Ephesus, if you go Ephesians chapter 2 in your Bibles real quick. Amen. We'll get there. Ephesians chapter 2, Galatians, and then Ephesians for all those listening over the airways. <laughs> Amen. Chapter 2, want to drop down to somewhere about verse, I think it might be 11, 11 through, uh, yeah, everybody's got it. Amen. Notice what Paul said here. It says, wherefore remember that you being in times past Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision, which is the Jews, and the flesh made by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Now, you stop and think about that passage right there. We without God, you know, we, we, could, we didn't have any of the promises, you know, it was all for the Jews. The covenant was with the Jews. So we didn't have God in this world. We was aliens. We was like from Mars. <laughs> you know, we was out of space. We didn't have anything. Amen. But notice what Paul says. But now, in Christ Jesus, verse 13, you who sometimes were far off were, are now made nigh by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. Aren't you glad? Amen. So, so you can begin to see that why this better priesthood is for us. Amen. And we have to think about it, how good it was. If Jesus had not died, there was no hope for us. We, we was out there. 
You stop and think about the names that they called us, uncircumcision, we were heathens, we were unclean, we were dogs, amen. We we had no, nothing that, that God had was given them, amen. Do you know why he did it? The Bible says he did it to provoke them to jealousy, say, when when Israel would not... And complete and stay with the covenant of God. They didn't enjoy what God was giving them. He was making a way for them. Amen. Fulfilling his promise to Abraham. Amen. And because they didn't love it, should I say, or desire the things that God had for them, they rejected it. And so what did he do? He turned to us. As you know the scripture, Paul right into the church, he told them, you know, he says, it was to you first. You know, the things that God had was for them first. He said, but you despise, you rejected God. And so now as a result, we turn to the Gentiles. Aren't you glad he turned to us? Amen. So Paul says we were without. We didn't have God in the world. We didn't have any promise and all that. But I love what Paul says up front, though, in that second chapter. He says, but God who is rich in his mercy and love towards us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. Amen. But And that's what you always got to realize. You know, when you're reading the scriptures, it always says, but God. Amen. Everything can look negative. Everything can look bad. But then all of a sudden, you just got to realize, but God, who is rich in mercy, and for his great love way, and he loves us, Paul goes on and says, Amen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him should not perish but have eternal life. So this priesthood made some ways. Amen. So if we are going to be a part of this priesthood that he has for us, we must operate under four ministries. Okay. Now notice, we, we have to realize to be part of this priesthood that he has now given us, we have got to follow this example that he has given to us. Amen. Look at Hebrews chapter 7. Go to Hebrews chapter 7. Now we were talking about Melchizedek, okay? 7 verse 1 and through verse 3. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, Priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings. And what did he do? Blessed him. Notice, he blessed Abraham. All right? Don't forget that. Number two. To whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all. First being interpretation, king of righteousness, and after that also king of Salem, which is the king of peace, without father, without mother, without descendant, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but notice, but made like unto the Son of God, abiding a priest continually. Now notice the four things we, if we're going to apply this new priesthood to us now, then this is how we've got to operate in four things. Number one, blessing other people. Notice the first thing that Melchizedek did for Abraham was what? He blessed him. See? So we got to get in the habit of blessing people. The Bible tells us to bless them that 
curse you and do good to them that hate you, Matthew 5, 44. Amen. So we got to get in the habit of blessing people. Amen. In Hebrews 6, 9 uh, through 11, we see the Bible tell us that when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, said, surely blessing I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply you. So we got to get in this habit of blessing people. You know, pray a blessing on someone. Amen. Get in the habit of blessing. Melchizedek blessed Abraham. Romans 12, 14 says, Bless them that persecute you. Bless and curse not. See, if God blesses us, then we should what? Bless someone else. Amen. Notice, Melchizedek blessed Abraham. And what did Abraham do? He turned around and gave a tenth of everything. We call it the tithe, but Abraham says, okay, if God is going to bless me, I'm going to bless you. Say, we reap what we sow. So if I want to be blessed, I need to get in the habit of blessing someone else. I need to pray a blessing upon people. i got to do things that will be a blessing to someone else. See, so notice, we need to get in the habit. If we're saying that we're this new priesthood, we've got to follow the pattern that God has established for us. Bless and curse not. Amen. So let's get in the habit of blessing people. Number two, righteousness. He's the king of righteousness. Amen. The Lord rewards, amen, Isaiah 22:21 says, the Lord rewards me according to what? My righteousness. The Lord will reward me according to my righteousness. God is not going to honor wrong. Say, we can, we can learn to do right or we can learn to do wrong. But if we do right, God is be with you. You know, I think that's what the scripture says, isn't it? You know, if you do it right, I think the Lord says to, uh, wow, who did he tell that to? You know, <laughs> that if you do wrong, sin is at the door. Uh, who was that scripture? Amen. It'll come to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. King, there you go. Yeah, he told Cain. That's right, thank you. He told Cain. He says, if you do wrong, sin is going to be right at the door. Say, and so, therefore, we have to realize that if we're going to be of this priesthood, we've got to operate in righteousness. We're told in Ephesians 6, right, to put on the breastplate of righteousness. We've got to get in the mindset of doing right. Amen. The spirit is righteousness. And so, therefore, it should lead us. The book of Revelation tells us that the white linen garments is the, for the saints is righteousness. So we're going to do what is right. Amen. Notice what Job says in Job 27 verse 6. Job says, my righteousness, Job 27 verse 6, he says, my righteousness have I held fast and will not let it go. My heart shall not reproach me as long as I live. So i got to get a hold of righteousness and don't let it go. Every time the enemy tries to get me to do what is wrong, I need to back up and says, no, I have made a vow to God. I'm in the covenant now with God, and I'm going to do right at every juncture the way I'm supposed to. 
So I want to be right. Job goes on in Job 29:14. He says, I put on righteousness and it clothed me. Amen. So I want to, to walk in right. As the song said, when you see me walking, I just want to be right. When you see me singing, I just want to be right. Amen. I want to do what is right. Why? Because he's a righteous God. And if I'm, he's in me, then therefore I want to be righteous. Amen. Proverbs 8 and 8. All of the words of my mouth are in righteousness. Amen. All the words of my mouth is in righteousness. Wisdom says, if you got words in your mouth, they should be right. Amen. Say, Proverbs 8, verse 20. I lead in the way of righteousness. God is a righteous God. He's leading in the way of righteousness. And there's so many other scriptures that talks about righteousness and doing right. Because in him is no sin and no evil and no wrong. So if we say we are of him, then therefore we have to learn to do what is right at all times. Number three, how this applies to us. Peace. Notice, Melchizedek is a prince, a king of peace, a king of Salem. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 and verse 9. Amen. Rejoice evermore. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known to all men that the Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing but in everything with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made on to God. And what will happen? And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, will keep your hearts in mind through Christ Jesus. And then verse 9, Paul says, The things which you have heard and learned and seen in me do, and the God of peace will be with you. Amen. Isaiah 26, 3 and 4, trust in, you know, he will keep you what? In perfect peace, whose mind is stayed upon him, because you trust in him. Trust in the Lord Jehovah, for the Lord Jehovah is an everlasting strength. Amen. Isaiah 9, 6, for unto us a son is born, and unto us a child is given, unto us a child is born, and a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Hebrews 12, 14, fall of peace with all men, and holiness without shall no man see the Lord. So we have to operate and Blessing others in righteousness and in peace. Amen. And then, number four, amen, I can come boldly to the throne of God to find grace and mercy to help in the time of need. Hebrews fourteen sixteen. right? So now, because I am walking in righteousness, because I am walking in peace, because I am blessing others, I am doing what is right, I can come boldly to the throne of grace. Say, is, is, is how this applied to me, this new priesthood is a better priesthood. I was without God. I got to realize this is a blessing to me to be able to have this plan of salvation, this truth that God has made a way. We were without God. My goodness, I think every Gentile to get saved should go crazy, you know, to to be able to say, man, I didn't have this, but now look what I've got. 
It's kind of like finding a treasure out in the field. Amen. And so, therefore, we look at this from the importance of this priesthood and how valuable it really was to you and for me. Amen. Can you imagine? Think about that Levitical priesthood. Now, can you imagine how tiring that was? All those animals. Goats bleeding and sheep bleeding and bad and bulls boo and all that every day. And you've got to go out there with a knife and kill this one and make sure he's clean and make sure that, you know, he's the right one and the right heifer and you know all this stuff and you got to make sure the pigeon is cut just right or the turtle dove is is just right or the scapegoat you you put your hand on his head the right way can you imagine how tired that would be to be a priest you got to make sure you got on the garments right you got to make sure that the, the lamp ain't going out in the sanctuary you got to make sure the showbread is getting changed right. You got to make sure you remember to tell the people to bring the oil in the morning and at night. Can you imagine how tiring that would be? And that's why the Bible says that that first covenant had faults. See? But the second, he got rid of all those ceremonial stuff out of the way. To make it easier and better for us to be able to come boldly to the throne of grace. I could not imagine. I, as I studied this, I thought, my goodness, what if, as a pastor, if I had to, you guys had to bring me a, you know, a bowl for your sins every Sunday or whatever, man, I'd be wore out. You know? But think about that. But God, who is rich and is loved towards us. Amen. And so God says, you know what? I am going to change things because it is impossible, Paul says, for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sin. See, that first tabernacle, that first uh, covenant, that priesthood, it couldn't take away sins. Every year there was, that's why the Bible, when you read Hebrews, it says every year there was a remembrance of their sins. They were still walking around with the guilt to fill in. It couldn't take it away. See, so it had faults. But now God says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take my blood. I will become the all-sacrificial lamb. And I will go and put my blood on the mercy seat. And my laws will I write in their hearts and in their minds so that all will know me from the youngest to the oldest. He made a way. Amen. And that's why when he died on the cross, the Bible says the veil of the temple was went from top to bottom. And now we can come boldly. We have access Amen. I don't have to go through anybody. Amen. To go to him, to make my petitions known. I can kneel, as the song said. I can come and to the holies of holies. Amen. I can go all the way in. 
into the Old Testament, the only person could go into the holies of all was the high priest. And he could only go once a year. And the Bible tells us he had to take blood for his own sin and for the sins of the people. And as a result, he had to again make sure he was right before he went in there or else he'd get smoked. Amen. So, but now we can come boldly. I love it. <laughs> Amen. What an opportunity to be able to come boldly to the throne of grace. Amen. To find help in the time of need. Exodus 30 verse 10. The Bible says, And Aaron shall make an atonement upon the horns of it once a year with the blood of the sin offering for atonement. Once in the year shall he make atonement upon it throughout your generation. It is most holy unto the Lord. Amen. Once a year. Man. Think about it. You got to carry your sins for a whole year. You're walking around. Well, is God going to zap me today? <laughs> you know, think about it. Priest ain't going into the in the, the temple for, <laughs> you know. I, I guess it's kind of like if you stop and read the scripture, the prophets used to come, you know, and Ever so often, and then the people could go to the prophet, you know, or whatever. But but just think about it. If I could not have my sins forgiven for a whole year, and I'm walking around trying to figure out, you know, yeah, dead man walking, you know, think about it. But now we can repent. We can make our confessions to God. John says in First John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. So God has made a way. He has made a better, better way through this. Romans 5, therefore being justified. Amen. We have now what? Peace through our Lord Jesus Christ. And not only so, but we have what? Excess. Think about it. To whom also we have access by faith into the grace wherein we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. We get excited that I can come boldly to the throne of God. Amen. He's broken down that middle wall of petition. Say, nothing is stopping, you know, us now from coming. We don't need the blood of bulls and goats anymore. He's taking care of that for us. And so this is a better, better priesthood. Hebrews 4, as I just said, seeing then that we have a great high priest, verse 14, that is passed into the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was an all-point tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly, therefore, to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Amen. It is of the Lord's mercy, Lamentations 3, that we're not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great. Is thy faithfulness. Isaiah 55, 7 says, Seek ye the Lord, why he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked, what? Forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thought. And let him return unto the Lord, even unto our God. And he will abundantly pardon, and he will find, what? Mercy. Amen. 
Amen. God is a merciful God. See, the mercy seat was behind the veil. That's why it's called the Ark of the Covenant, and on top was the mercy seat. See, but now, because it's open, we can go straight and receive mercy and help in the time of need. This is why David would write so much stuff about God's mercy and God's grace. You know, as he says in Psalms 118, he says, Lord's on my side. What can man do unto me? He said, the Lord takes my part with them that help me. Therefore, will I see my desires upon mine enemies. Amen. God is with us. Amen. We can touch him. Amen. Have you just reached out and as the song says, touch the Lord as he goes by. You'll find he's not too busy to hear your heart cry. He's passing by this moment. Your needs to supply. So reach out and touch the Lord. As he goes by, you can touch him, Paul says, with the feelings of our infirmities. That's why when you raise your hands, I don't know, your hands get to going, you know, you're touching God. You should get excited. As David says, run through a troop and leap over a wall, you know. The old saints used to say, man, they ran across the pews, swinging from the chandeliers. (laughs) We don't have any, but maybe the fans. I don't know. <laughs> but think about it. Amen. So, the Ark of the Covenant. Amen. David goes on and, I mean, excuse me, Hebrews 5, 5 and 6. So also Christ glorified not himself to be made an high priest, but he that said unto him, Thou art my son, today have I begotten thee. As he said, also in another place, thou art the priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Psalms 110, verse 1 and 4, the Lord said to my Lord, sit thou on my right hand till I make thy foes thy footstool. Amen. Now think about that. Where have you heard that at before? Huh? Lord said to my Lord, sit down on that right hand till I make that first that first two. Who's quoted that? Who else quoted it? Peter on the day of Pentecost, right? Amen. He, he, he quoted it. said, the Lord said to my Lord, just as you're getting ready to come into Acts 2.38, he says, the Lord said to my Lord, sit down on my right hand till I make that foot house, that footstool. Amen. And let all the house of Israel know surely that that same Jesus whom you crucified, He's made Lord in Christ. Now, when they heard that, they was pricked in their hearts. Amen. So, Paul, David goes on in Psalms 110. He said, the Lord shall send the rod of the strength out of Zion. Amen. Remember Isaiah 11.1. 1. They shall come forth the rod out of the stem of Jesse. Amen. All these Old Testament scriptures was laying the foundation for that which was to come. It was types and shadows, the Bible tells us, of the things which were to come. Amen. Now notice, if you notice Genesis, it says Melchizedek was made what? After the likeness of the son. Not the son after the likeness of Melchizedek. See? And we know the son. And without controversy. Great 
is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received back in the glory. That's why Melchizedek is reflected as the king of righteousness and the king of peace. Because God is righteous and God is peace. He's made after the likeness of the Son as a type and shadow of Jesus Christ. So the priesthood was being made in the likeness of Jesus Christ, which would set the stage down the road that you and I are now part of this better priesthood because he was laying out that God was going to come and as a result he was going to make a way where there seems to be no way amen he was going to take away the old so he could establish the new he was going to take that old tabernacle out of the way amen and write those laws on our heart that's why when you look at the tabernacles we prayed last year through the tabernacle in the wilderness Amen. We can come boldly to the throne of God. Amen. Because now we what? We enter in his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. We are washed with the water by the regeneration and renewed of the spirit. Amen. We can repent at the altar. We can eat the bread of life. The light is in us. We shine bright. We send up a sweet smell unto the Lord. And we can always go into the holy place and find mercy to help in the time of need. Woo! It's good. It's a better priesthood. Amen. Melchizedek. Amen. The law, as Paul says in Hebrews 7:19, made nothing perfect. See, that's why it had faults. But the bring Hebrews 7:19. But the bringing in of a better hope did. By the which we draw nigh unto God. Notice, there's a better hope. That's why in that sixth chapter, he says we have an anchor of what? Hope. Which is both sure and steadfast. Where is it? Behind the veil. Amen. Think about it. Man, we just got to get attached to it. Amen. This thing is, is, is so good for us. Amen. And so when we operate in that righteousness and we operate in those blessings and we operate in those peace, amen, what will happen? Our priesthood will continue just like his forever. See? Notice, his priesthood, Melchizedek's priesthood is what? It's a priesthood continually. It's forever. See? There's no ending in it. See? And so we are what? Designed when we are born again to live forever. Amen. He is made a way. When we get to heaven, I'm going to put on my shoes and dance all over God's heaven. I got a robe. You got a robe. All God's children got a robe. My Lord, when I get to heaven, going to put on my robe. Don't wait till you get to heaven. Put on the robe of righteousness now. And dance down here. Get in practice of what you're going to do up there. Amen. This is a better priesthood. Amen. You remember, I think every every Gentile Christian should be shouting every day. Because the fact that no matter what the Paul say, we were without God. 
We was aliens. We was we didn't have any of the promises. But now, that's why the Bible says in Galatians 3, for as many as you have been baptized into Christ, you have put on Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither bond nor free. There's neither male nor female. For you're all one in Christ. And if you be Christ's, then are you Abraham's seed and your heirs according to the promises. Amen. Every promise he made Abraham. It's mine. As the song says, every promise in the book is mine. Every verse, every chapter, every line. Amen. Wow. This is a better priesthood. This thing is great. Amen. Melchizedek was made like God. Not God like Melchizedek. Amen. Think about it. Praise God. That's why the Lord said through Isaiah 43, Amen. 40, excuse me, verse 25. He says, to whom will you liken me? (laughs) Amen. Who will you liken me? Or shall I be equal? There's no equal to God. Amen. Somebody says the devil is the opposite of God. No, he's not. There's nothing equal to God. Amen. He's God. Praise God. Isaiah 46, 5, to whom will you liken me and make me equal and compare me that we may be like? Thank you. Isaiah 46, 5. God says, who who are you going to compare me to? Uh, Amen. Isaiah 46, 9, remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me. There is none like him. Praise God. Amen. So Melchizedek was made like Jesus, who is the high priest forever, because he's the king of righteousness and the king of peace. Hebrews, if you got your Bibles, go to chapter 8. We'll read down. Uh, this was kind of lengthy reading, but we'll play with it just a little bit here. Amen. Study it. Not play with it, but study it. See what can See what can unfold here. Amen. Hebrews chapter 8, starting verse 7. For if the first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for for the second. For finding fault with them, he said, Behold, the day cometh, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they continue not in my covenant, and I regarded them not, said the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, said the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind and write them in their hearts, and I will be to them a God. And they shall be to me a people. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For all shall know me from the least to the greatest. Amen. You remember what Jesus asked the disciples in Matthew 16, 13? Who did they say I, the Son of Man, am? And they say, some says you are John the Baptist or Jeremiah or Elijah or one of the prophets. He says, but who do you say that I am? Amen. Amen. You've got to realize God wants us to know him. Isaiah 43.10. What? You are my witnesses, saith the Lord, 
and my servants whom I have chosen. You see, a witness can only testify of what? They're PI students. What he's heard and seen. See? <laughs> Amen. Because <laughs> I've taught that lesson. Amen. So you can only testify of what you have heard and seen. What did John say in First John chapter 1? We have heard him and we have seen him. We have handled him with our hands. Amen. And what was it? The word of life. But the word was what? Manifested. Amen. And he says, I'm telling you this because why? I want you to have fellowship with him the same way we have fellowship with him. Amen. Paul says in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 8, verse 6 and 7, I think, he says, why come everybody don't have that knowledge that there's only one God? He says to us, there is but one God. He says, so why don't everybody know that? Amen. If we are born again, Gentiles, which was without, but now we are made nigh by the blood through the covenant, which was the better priesthood which he ordained for us, we should all know him. Amen. Praise God. So, you are my witnesses, said the Lord, and my servants whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me that I am he before me. There was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. I, even I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. Amen. And John says in 1 John 5.20, And we know that the Son of God has come. Amen. And has given us an understanding that we may know him that is true. And we are in him that is true. Even his son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. There's only one. And he's made a way. He removed that old covenant out of the way. So that we could all now come. Amen. He made a way where there seems to be no way. Amen. So he writes the laws now on our hearts and on our minds so that we know him. See, on these two, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy strength. This is the first and great commandment. The second is like it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Isn't it amazing? When you study the Bible, you realize that when Solomon dedicated the temple and he brought the Ark of the Covenant into the temple, that you realize there was only one thing inside of the Ark. You know what that was? The tables of stones. The Word of God. The pot of manna is gone and Aaron's rod is gone. You know why they're gone? Because those two things was Jesus Christ. Amen. That's why in Isaiah 11.1, 1, they should come forth the rod out of the stem of Jesse. Amen. It will bud. Amen. Aaron's rod budded. It was an almond tree. It budded. That's why when you see the candlesticks, it is made like the shape of an almond. Amen. And that's why the bread, the manna, Jesus says in John 6.35, what? I am the bread of life. 
So as long as you've got the Word, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made, and the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So as all you need is the Word. Woo! He's going to write it on our hearts. <laughs> He's going to put it in my mind. That's why David says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. See? Because he paid the ultimate sacrifice. That's why the Hebrews 10 goes on and says, If we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there's no more sacrifice. God ain't going to die again. He's going to come back for salvation. Amen. So we have to be ready. Where was I at? Oh, man. Woo! For I will be merciful. I'm somewhere in Hebrews. Hebrews 8. Amen. 12. Thank you. For I will be merciful unto the unrighteousness, and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. Look at that. He's going to give them a chance. Everybody's going to have a chance. Remember last week, I think it was, a week before last, but God says, I don't have any pleasure in people dying. You know, if he had pleasure in people dying, he'd have never robed himself and came to the earth. He came what? To seek and to save that which was lost. God so loved the world. See, he wants us to be saved. That's why Peter said in 2 Peter 3, 9, that God is what? Not slack concerning his promises. He's long-suffering. Not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. God wants us to change so we can be saved. That's why he made this new priesthood. So we can come. He got rid of the goats and the bulls because he knew it could not save us. The blood of bulls and goats could not take away sin. That's why the Bible says in Titus, about all things were, was, was sanctified or, or, by the by the blood, and without the shedding of blood, there was no remission. See? The atonement was just a reconciliation and a payment for their sins, but it couldn't take it out of their mind. But now we can have it cleansed. We can be washed. That's why the Lord said in Isaiah 1, 16 and 18, Come now, let's reason together. Said the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet, they should be as white as snow. Though they be like crimson, they shall be as wool. Say, he wanted to get rid of them. And that's what he did for us through his blood. Amen. In that he said of new covenant, he have made the first old. Now that which decay and wax old is ready to vanish away. Then verily the first covenant had also ordinance of divine services and worldly sanctuary. For there was a tabernacle made. The first within was the candlesticks and the table and the showbread, which I just talked about. You're the light. You're the, you know, the solid stones here, the wall. Amen. You got to build your life on something solid. The showbread, the bread of life, which is called the sanctuary. See, in the sanctuary, you should be able to eat bread. (laughs) You should be able to receive the light, right? You're the light of the world. See, they sit on a hill that cannot be hidden. Amen. And after the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called the holies of all, 
which had the golden censer and the ark of the covenant overlaid round about with gold, wherein was the golden pot that had manna and Aaron's rod that budded in the tables of the covenant of whom it is, is over it the cherubims of glory shadowing the mercy seat, of which we cannot now speak particularly. Now when these things were thus ordained, the priests went always into the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of God. But in the second went the high priest along once every year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the heirs of the people. The Holy Ghost did signify that the way into the holies of all was not yet made manifest, while as the first tabernacle was yet standing which was a figure, here it goes, of the times then present and which were offered both gifts and sacrifice that could not make him that did the service perfect as pertaining to the conscience. Notice, couldn't make him perfect. He still had remembrance. Every year it was there. But see, now... It's like that eraser. You windshield washer. Wipe it right away. Amen. Praise God. And so this is what this priesthood was all about. It was so, so, so much better. Amen. And aren't you glad he's written these things on your heart and on your mind. Amen. So that you and I would Know him. Let's drop down Hebrews 9 verse 11. Amen. But Christ. Being become. Being come. And high priest of good things to come. By a greater and more perfect tabernacle. Not made with hands. That is to say. Not of this building. Neither by the blood of goats and calves. But by his own blood he entered once into the holy place, having ordained, obtained, excuse me, eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes and the heifer sprinkling the unclean, sanctified to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, Purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. Amen. For where a testament is, there must also be necessity be the death of the testator. For a testament is a force after men are dead. Otherwise, it is of no strength at all while the testator liveth. Whereupon, neither the first testament, testament was dedicated without blood. For when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and goats with water and scarlet wood and hyssop and sprinkled both the book and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the testament which God has enjoined unto you. 
Moreover, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without the shedding of blood is no remission. It was therefore necessary that the pattern of things in the heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves were better sacrificed than these. For Christ has not entered into the holy place made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Not yet that he should offer himself often, as the high priest entered into the holy place every year with the blood of others. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now, once in the end of the world, have he prepared, appeared to put away sins by the sacrifice of himself. And as it is appointed to men once to die, but after this to judgment. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many. And unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. For the law having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of the thing, can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continue to make the comer thereunto perfect. For then would they not have ceased to offer, because that the worshiper once purged should have had no more conscience of sins. But in those sacrifices there is a remember again made of sins every year. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he said, Sacrifices and offerings thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared for me. And burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin thou hast had no pleasure. Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book it is written of me to do thy will, O God. Above when he says, Sacrifice and offerings and burnt offerings and offerings for sin thou wouldest not. Neither hast pleasure therein which are offered by the law. Then said I, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He take away the first that he may establish the second. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest standing daily ministering and often, oftentimes the same sacrifice, which can never take away sin. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sin forever, sat down on the right hand of God, which is power, from henceforth expect until his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified, whereof the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us. For after that he hath said before, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my law into their hearts, and in their minds will I write them. And their sins and iniquity will I remember no more. Now where remission of these is, there is no more often for sin. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holies by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, and having an high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, 
having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to perfection of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promise. And let us consider one another provoking to love and the good works, not forsaking the assemblies of ourselves together as the matter of some is, but exalting one another and so much more as we see the day approaching. Amen. So this new priesthood, amen, we are made in the image of Jesus Christ, amen. We bless people, amen. We walk in righteousness, we walk in peace, and we can come boldly to the throne of grace and obtain mercy and find grace to help us in the time of need. This is a better priesthood, amen. We were aliens, but now we are the children of God. We are grafted in. We was that wild olive branch. <laughs> but now are we in the body of Christ. Aren't you glad? Amen. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Well, the angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we 